Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, aka Captain Boomerang, your host and accented leader, ready to take down the soups, the soldiers and senators with the rest of the cunts. But for now, we're here to discuss season two of The Boys, and to do so, we've assembled a powerful crew of second-rate superheroes that are sure to make your head pop one way or another. The superficial leader of the seven, still maintaining that there was just no way to save that plane, these days he hides out in Idaho, where potatoes and refrigerated breast milk give him his strength. The founder and proprietor of the Steel Cage Podcast Network, the mighty Mr. Joshua Schlag. Damn it, I should have seen that coming. (laughs) (laughs) The only reason we brought you back. No. (laughs) Uh, Cracking open a new can of Fresca as we speak, he usually dives deep into the aquatic guts of of a whale faster than Amazon could cancel the tick. And we're pretty sure he only watched this show because he thought Starlight was played by Veronica Mars. From attackofthedad.com, he's the Titanic Tim Arden. There is one part of my body that speaks in Patton Oswalt's voice, uh, but which one might surprise you? <laughs> now I'm regretting that we're on Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of genocide, Stormfront might be his new favorite character, but uh, he certainly isn't hers. So finally breaking away from the Church of the Collective to return to his toxic personality roots, he's the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. Jesus Christ, you said Stormfront's my favorite? You're a fucking nut job. <laughs> <laughs> Shoving almond joy down your throat. <laughs> uh, and a new member of the Unfunny Nerd Tangent team, a master of disguise who'll switch from straight to gay to bisexual and back again in the span of one season. He's ready to throw your son off a roof and it'll take more than an arm and joy to stop him. It's a warm welcome to Alpha Magnus himself, Toby Hickson. My name really works with that too. <laughs> Oops. Uh, hi. So, um, Toby. Salutations. For anyone listening, uh, you know, would you like to tell us a bit about, about yourself and the whole uh, Alpha Magnus uh, cosplay thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, 20 years ago, I'm signed up to transformer world 2005 and made alpha magnus my thing that i took three days figuring out what i wanted my uh name was i wanted to post on something we did like three days to do it um that's a transformer website and uh that's that's the name in case anybody wants to know the the origin story um not not as not as neat as being somebody's husband (laughs) from the nazi era uh but uh so uh, I, I like nerd stuff. If you can't tell from my cavalcade behind me, um, I, I it's been ever since I was a kid. I never had that break that some people had where they're like, I'm 18 now. I'm cool. I just kept going. And now I, and, and now I've hit a point. Well, that's the weird part is like, I used to always make every year I'd make a costume. Um, and then one of my friends was like, you do know there's this thing called cosplay where you can go to conventions all year round and do that. So now I do that. Cool. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> From the yearly Halloween to every day. In, in your defense, Toby, none of us ever grew up, at least not fully. Well, in, in my circles, it was usually like, I'm 18 now. I'm going to get a job and do this real stuff. And then now I look I, uh, on Facebook. I didn't get rid of any of the people from, from high school. I was kind of, I was infamous more than I was popular. Um, so 
I was friends with everybody and I really didn't have any enemies or anything like that. So I'm still friends with everyone. And every once in a while I get a little thing like, man, it's so cool that you have all those toys from your childhood. I'm like, these are new. I bought all of these last month. Yeah. Oh my God. I do have yeah. to say, I think you're, we were talking about it just before, but I think your mashup of Macho Man and uh, Doctor Strange is probably my favorite. I heard, I heard a little bit in there. Yeah. Master of the mat. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's my that's that's the one I'm going for. I'm trying to get a whole Matt Vengers thing going, but you know conventions have to happen. Yeah, I have a uh, I fo- officially have a Fat Thor um, Cactus Jack. So he, he's official. <laughs> oh, he, what? Yeah, uh, one of the guys. I uh, so we're mashing up uh, wrestling and uh, Marvel MCU. Yeah, I got that far. Stuff. Yeah, so. One of the, one of my one of the guys I know does Fat Thor in this area, and he was like, "Oh, that'd be cool. What could I do?" And I was like, "I don't know, Cactus Jack." And he like went out, got a picture of his face, and made the shirt that has like wanted <laughs> with his face on it. I'm like, "Bro, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that much dedication this early on." But I got a few other people. There's a uh, Booker T'Challa, uh, King of Wakanda. <laughs> One of the guys is doing that. That's probably going to be smooth cosplay. If you see him, he does a bunch of stuff. Um, and in fact, I think he, uh, one of the other guys, Hellspond cosplay is actually doing, he just did a, um, why am I forgetting his name now? The, the American hero in this show that we're literally talking about right now. Homelander. Homelander. Yeah. Uh, he just did one and he did pictures up in Washington and he's, uh, he does not fit the, the, um, skin type of of homelander and he's doing it on purpose nice. he's got like a ripped up sign and everything he's being super political <laughs> yeah yeah he's great though he did he does a, a black he-man oh. as well yeah he's like he literally said like why don't we have these heroes that look like me this is ridiculous i like it yeah that's cool mm. <laughs> all right well as far as the boys goes obviously uh season two began by letting us know that the boys are obviously wanted fugitives and and especially butcher who is basically framed uh for killing Stillwell. although i thought it was funny they do mention like oh by the way like we found this baby safe and okay like at this other location so like i remember that being a question we had last year it's like what about the baby like they just blew up the whole house like homeland is fine he took we know he took um, butcher off to see Becker and the kid at the end. Um, but yeah, that sort of lingering question was like, did Butcher just blow up that kid? But I guess Homelander did actually save him. So I'm just wondering how you guys felt as uh, not only like, I guess, Josh and Toby, because you weren't on the last show, how you felt about like season one in general, but then this sort of initial opening of season two. I didn't even think anything about about the baby, honestly. <laughs> I didn't either. Don't feel bad. <laughs> Dead baby. It's just a footnote. <laughs> <Yeah>. Collateral <laughs> well, damage. Uh, so much fucked up stuff happens on this show. It's just sort of like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. Kill the baby. Uh, that happened too. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my uh, my feelings on season one were that it was it was definitely a good start in world building. Um, I didn't honestly expect as much to be like completed by the end of season one and i was like well what are they going to do for season two 
and then they did. They they went hard on some very different uh, topics, and and I'm I'm glad for that. But yeah, I totally didn't think about a baby. <laughs> eh, baby, whatever. <laughs> Blow it up. We'll just make more. Yeah. I, well, do, the, the, I, the, I do feel the, that the show does do that well, though, where it's like we're doing our season story. Yeah. And it does kind of wrap up in a way. Um, but there are obviously there are threads for the next season, but it doesn't seem to be like you can like you can you can put a definitive sort of end note at these at the end of season one and season two now and sort of say like that's its own story and then it'll continue with certain did, other things but it's not did like we know exactly what compound v was last season they did reveal that it was yeah. sort of being created in a lab and stuff like that and then given um, to kids and whatnot or yeah because there's that one okay. scene where with a, a baby again funnily enough yeah because that was my oh yeah yeah you know what because yeah your laser kid uh because i was wondering i'm like maybe she was doing that to her kid well that's what i think they were or was that his I remember that was kind of the talk a little bit in the first season of like, well, is is that baby kind of like another Homelander, you know, like and that sort of she's been like raising these kids for 20 years or whatever. And that's why he kind of has that weird fetish about her. But um, I don't know whether they've dropped that storyline or it was just something that people, you know, were on the wrong track about. But, but yeah, I guess the other sort of, point that they were they were sort of um that hung over from season two uh, from season one to the beginning of season two was the whole super terrorists thing where homelander sort of wanted to basically create super villains so that he could stop them and like you know wave to the press um and they sort of wiped that out straight away in season uh, in episode one as well where it was just like all right like they're not really a threat at all because he's still homelander so yes um um, since you bring that up, I, I don't have the audio clip with me, but I, I listened, I re-listened to, uh, the boys season one unfunny nerd tangent. And I just wanted to call this particular moment out to you guys. Uh, Tim, you said, uh, when they said soup terrorists, I was like, Oh, you thought soup Nazi was bad. And then, <clears throat> then Greg, you, you said he'll be on season two. Well, little did you know, we, we <laughs> yeah. literally had a soup Nazi. There you go. So yeah, they, they went from like soup terrorist to super terrorist to super villain. But but yeah, we get all the way back around to, to soup Nazi. <laughs> Full no soup for you. Well season. done. Yeah. So, so did um, I have a fun story about that while I was watching it. When I was uh, uh, right out of high school, we went to uh, like a store and bought some swords that were like like saber scimitar types, and they said Kandahar on them. And and one of my buddies, we were talking back in the day, like if you could have a superpower, what superpower would it be? Um, mine, he he actually said that I already had one, which was to make any situation uncomfortable. Um, that's my superpower, and it's it's a thing. Um, so his was he wanted to be able to blow up everything around him, but he beca- he doesn't get hurt. So when they're like in Kandahar, there's a super villain that, and he blows himself up and he's not hurt. I still haven't been able to contact that guy, but I'm like, are you like clairvoyant or do you work for that show or wow. something? Did yeah, it was real weird. Real weird. I, I had one of those like, hold on a second moments. Is this a simulation? <laughs> he went method. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
Well, like, um, Jared, what did you think about the opening episode? Because I know Tim had some issues, but we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was kind of, they spent more time than they needed to kind of catching us back up, but it also worked to kind of set the tone, um, you know, kind of reposition everybody a little bit um, without a ton of change. You know, really what they did, I, I think most of it was kind of the deep stuff was was more of the interesting things that were going on in this episode, but it, it was fine for an opening episode to a season. Yeah. And Tim, obviously we sort of were chatting as we were sort of getting ready for the show and stuff. And you were saying, or before the show, you know, but uh, you were saying that season one, uh, episode one kind of dragged for you pretty much. It took me a long time to get into the season. I was mm-hmm. really not enjoying it very much until maybe like middle of the fourth, like into the fifth episode. I feel like it really kind of dragged. And the big thing was, is that the season starts us off in this situation where everybody from the boys is a wanted fugitive. And so they're all, you know, holed up in the basement um, and they can't go outside and they all hate each other. And, and, and everybody's like depressed and angry. And it's like the opposite of what I want to watch in, in 2020, where that's exactly the same thing that's happening in my house. <laughs> it's relatable, Tim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had to push through it myself on that. Yeah. And then oh, and then Jennifer Esposito's head exploded, and I was very upset about that. Yeah, well, that didn't, uh, that sort of, they didn't, you know, mess around with that. They just sort of like, oh, we need to go and see Rainer and let her know about this and that. And, you know, these this terrorist that we've heard about that can uh, kill people with telekinesis or whatever you want to call it. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, what's that on my nose? You know, and off mm. she goes. So, that was an interesting story point the whole season, I thought, the whole like head popping thing. Like, did anybody, I mean, because we're going to, we'll jump around obviously with the whole the series and the season and stuff, but like, did anyone sort of pick who it was or, you know? No. 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 I've, I, as I said, there, I wonder... very, very little surprises me that there's a lot of surprises in that last episode or two. Mm-hmm. I wondered if it wasn't. You know, I, I thought it was Stormfront that was going to be the one that did it, but you know, because I, I thought what they were laying out for it, it was just kind of weird. So it had to be something more significant. But yeah, because th- there have been sor- certain little details in the show that they kind of just threw away, like the baby. You know, like we had asked so many questions, like, "Oh, did did Butcher just murder that baby?" and um, you know, in the in the show, there's like one line where it's like, "Oh, the baby was also found safe." Yeah, and uh, but they were mopping but then, up. Yeah, but then, um, you know, after um, uh, Rainer's head explodes, a few episodes in, somebody's like, oh, yeah, probably Stormfront did that. And I wondered if that was like, that was it, if that was all the explanation we were going to get. Yeah, well, and of course, if she had the head exploding power, you know, she could have exploded a lot more heads throughout the course of the season. Um, and she didn't. So obviously, like, it had to have been somebody else, but. Um, but also we don't always know exactly what someone's powers are. Like sometimes they do a really good job establishing like, here's what they can do. Here's what they can't do. But other times, like, uh, like in the case of black noir, like he's, I get the sense, maybe he's sort of like a Deadpool type of character, like Deadpool from uh, X-Men origins Wolverine who can't talk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I was kind of figuring he was a silent Bob type. Deadpool. <laughs> oh yeah. That was my thing. He just chooses not to. Until you yeah. talk about a girlfriend or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get we'll get some some soliloquy about uh, yeah Ch- about how uh, not all girls Maeve. make you lasagna. Yeah. 
<laughs> chasing Maeve. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, excitement, adventure, the Jedi craves not these things. <laughs> yeah. I did think I liked how they used, um, what was her name? Newman. Is it Senator Newman? Whatever she, um, she might've just been a Congresswoman. I felt Congress. like she was very, she was very clearly meant to be kind of a, a an avatar for, uh, for AOC. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Well, they even mentioned at one point they were like, "Oh, you know, her dance videos keep resurfacing on the internet and yep. things like that." So, yeah. it was, I did yep. feel this season was maybe a little heavy-handed with some of that um, allegory stuff, but I mean, it still worked. I don't think I, it was sort of that. To me, that's like what really got me sucked in. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, it, it was kind of heavy-handed, but like. You know, we, we had the AOC thing. We had a lot of, like, the fake news, ridiculous propaganda, memes, all that sort of stuff coming from the alt-right and all that literal white supremacists and Nazis and, like, just a lot of things that was, like, ooh, this is, like, way too relatable. Um, and kind of, like, my my take on that is, like, I, I really enjoy, I, I don't know, some of the best science fiction is just, like, it's real life, but just like one thing happens that's different. And then it just changes everything. Like mm. uh, it's a couple of things that pop into my head. Like Jurassic Park was one of the first ones where it's like, you know, they figured out how to make dinosaurs. Like everything else is normal, but fucking dinosaurs. Exist. Um, like today, you know, we've got like Handmaid's Tale um, where all sorts of crazy ass stuff happens. And it's, you know, just a couple little things that could just kind of push us in that direction. And so like, that's kind of, I know, right? Um, and so that's why, like, I, I watched season two of The Boys, and that's, you know, it I, I did, it didn't take me necessarily a, a few episodes to really just get hooked again. Like, just from the get-go, I was like, okay, like, I, I, I relate to this. I get it. Um, and I wanted to see where it was going. So that, all that stuff kind of works for me. Heavy-handed, yes, but at the same time, I don't know. I, I feel like it works. Sometimes you have to be a little heavy-handed, I think. Yeah, I, I think it still worked the way they did it. A couple of times I did feel sort of like, oh, yeah, all right, they're, that, you know, they're doing that allegory thing, which is fine. But, yeah, I never sort of thought like, oh, fuck this. Like, she's clearly meant to be AOC and this is meant yeah. to be like a MAGA, MAGA thing, whatever, you know, and, and that well, then, sort of stuff. But then at the end, though, point, like, you know, so. like that kind of just like takes all of that. Like if you were angry because she was AOC, oh, well. Yeah, not justified. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, it's a. It's you the, would, the, I could see people being like, "See, the <laughs> like, yeah, the ponds. It was all a pond. <laughs> the chessboard. Drain the swamp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the uh, actually, is everyone else here from America, except for you, or okay, except for me? How so? <laughs> so so how did you think of that? Where it was like only America had superheroes. Well, that's a bit of a theme in the comics when they did Doomsday yeah. Clock, which was the the Watchmen follow up that they did, you know, last year or it took however long it took to come out with Jeff Jones and that. Because <laughs> yeah, I was going to be like twelve issues in a year, and it took like two and a half or something like that. But um, that was a bit of a theme of that. It was like, geez, they got a lot of like there's all these superheroes in the world, you know, obviously Batman and Aquaman. And all this and like everyone's like all right well superman's kind of like this american hero but he's really an alien but like what about all the others like blue beetle and you know green lantern and these guys like why are they all american and it seems it's sort of then lex luther's like mm. oh maybe it's a plot to sort of yeah. 
you know, and this kind of shit. So it does kind of yeah. dive into that. So, but I think that being like in this show, being that the Vought company is kind of like they yeah. say, like they're not heroes aren't born, they're created. Of course, they're going to create American uh, heroes because they're going to, they want to control them. You know what I mean? They're not going to go and like essentially arm other countries with yeah, yeah. nuclear it, bombs. Is, is, I didn't read the comic, so. I've only just started yeah. reading reading them. So is is that like Greg's a, the only one? A, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, no, I've read. I started reading them as well. I've read a few. Is that like a theme in the uh, like? Did season one kind of be year one, or are they just making their own thing up? Um, so far, I've only sort of read up. They're only they're still kind of basically going through like at the where I'm at in the comics. They're still in that kind of the Starlight stuff. Okay. Where it's it's like, not that old of a comic, right? No, I think it was like 2006 or something. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. didn't think it was. It's like Walking Dead-ish. Yeah, yeah, ish. pretty much. Yeah. 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 One, one interesting thing I learned from reading the, the foreword to the comics is that it was originally uh, Garth Ennis wanted it to take place in the DC universe. Like he just wanted it to be the Justice League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it was like going to be. reality. Apparently then they were saying like, oh, no, we, we, you can't use the Justice League. It was a bit like Watchmen again where they're like, no, Red you can't Sun use these characters. Is- but you know, like Superman Red Sun, that's pretty much what they're kind of close to that. Yeah, It'd just be like it's a different world instead of this one. He landed yeah. here instead of there. Whereas he was the injected. Superman's uh, pod lands in Russia and not America. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is a good a good comic if you find yeah. it. It's worth a read. Um, Russian like Russian Batman with the little Russian hat thing. Is my favorite, like with the snow oh hat. God, that yeah. sounds amazing. That's fantastic. And terrifying. Yeah, it's great. Um, and just the alternate version of sort of the world with, if you know, Superman was raised by you know the the communist Russia and stuff rather than the Kents. It's pretty good. Um, but yeah, like I thought that that or the whole allegory thing. It may have been a little bit heavy-handed, but I mean that I think it with any other topics it might have been a bit too much but the fact that they sort of chose aoc and and like the the, like super terrorist threats and fake news and the whole you know um alt-right and all that like they picked like if you're gonna swing swing for the fences i guess so that's kind of what they did i think that's why it helped like i work i personally liked it when like start like uh homelander's there and then stormfront's just like oh yeah let me help you with that and starts helping him with his yeah. his slander page yeah. against her like the hell <laughs> yeah 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 when she's talking about like um you know like oh these people they they want to she's telling the, the kid you know these these people uh they they don't like us because of the color of our skin and all this and it's like what? you're like a white woman and then she's like yes it's called white genocide and then it goes straight to homelander and even he's like really you see is even he is like that sounds like bullshit to me and he's like well oh, whatever because he doesn't care but yeah i thought it was it was great how they he was getting laid he didn't care yeah but like even homelander <laughs> was like what that's not a thing like stop it you know and then he was like oh, i don't give a fuck <laughs> you know we need to talk about the fact that we knew homelander liked older women but this is a little bit of a stretch <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I thought that was one of the great things they did with Homeland. You're like, you know, we, one of his first moments is getting the, the frozen breast milk out of the refrigerator, which is like, 
I was a stay-at-home dad for seven years and had to do this an awful lot. Um, not drink it, but you know. Whoa, whoa, you um, invest yeah. in yeah. <laughs> I just You're like to smell there. it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, um, you know, we 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 kind of open with that, and we we spend a lot of time with all of the weird sexual stuff that Homelander has going on. Mm-hmm. We have where, uh, what's, what's the name of the guy that he visits? Um, God. Yeah. But he's uh, basically morph. Yeah. yeah. He's, he is. Yeah. He's like, yeah. Um, but who, yeah. Who, who turns back yeah. into a shapeshifter. Um, mm. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we see he's, he's got this real, like, you know, mom thing. And then, you know, when we finally get to like the, the whole like laser my tits scene with Stormfront, um, now all of a sudden he's got sort of this this older woman who can kind of be like the mother and the whore at the same time. And and this like kind of for for him is like wildly liberating because it's sort of what he's always wanted. Um, well, and he can and I think of, he can hurt her without killing her as well kind of thing, which. Yeah. Know, which, yeah. And and also for him, I think it's it's like um, for you know Homelander as as much of an asshole as he is, he's not he's not a Nazi, but he's kind of in the same camp as I think a, a lot of people are who have sort of like well, like if it's politically expedient to make the Nazis happy, like we don't want to say bad things about them, you know. <laughs> and in, in Homelander's case, he's just getting laid, uh, but you know, in 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 the United States, it's kind of a different story. Complacency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, if it's Anthony or Anthony Starr, uh, the actor who's Homelander, he he for me like I know everyone kind of liked him in season one, you know how good he was, but I think he's taken it to another level for season two. Like that just like like you said, Tim, you still see that he's this sociopath slash psychopath, whatever that Homelander is, but like you see more. I don't know if you call it like I guess character development. Yeah, he him. seemed very angry, and it was just I'm angry superhero man. Yeah, like the he first has, season. This one he, he has seemed layers. a lot more. He has layers weird, in this yeah. season. Yeah, where like first off, like he has that um, uh, like confrontation early on with uh, Stan Edgar, uh, the CEO, who is is it? How do you say his name? Is it John John Carlo? I'm gonna butcher his name. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Carlo. Yeah. Esposito. There you go. Um, yeah, like who Gus. is kind of almost. Yeah, Gus. yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he is almost kind of being typecast now as like oh, go to mega. I was waiting guy. for him to bring out the dark saber. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I, typecast <laughs> is kind of kind of a good way, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a you know he's kind of that new. He's um, Dennis Hopper, or Christopher Walken. Like we need a bad guy. Just get him. All right. Yep. Great. He's a reverse Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of being like the nice guy you like, he's the the bad guy that you kind of have to deal with because he knows what he's doing and can get away with stuff. Do you have a Do you have a Morgan Freeman, Toby? Morgan Freeman. (laughs) (laughs) Andy Dufresne swam through a river of shit. Yeah. But yeah, I thought like that scene where Homelander is kind of like trying to intimidate Edgar, and he's like. I'm fucking do whatever I want, blah, blah, blah. And then it is just like, okay, like right. go for it. Like you're not the asset compound V is the asset. So 
do whatever you like, but you know, you're basically, you know, nothing will change. And he's like, oh, you can see Homelander just being like, fuck, like he's, he, he's like, I want to kill this guy so bad, but it won't help me and I can't do anything about it. Like, so he's really is just sort of like helpless in a way. And little things like that just sort of pick and nag at him through the whole season, I think, of just like just general frustrations. Like he gets the um, flowers for Stormfront. He's like, oh, come in, come inside the the trailer, you know? And she's like, oh, later, like we'll fuck later type of thing. I got to go do stuff. And he's like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's fine. And then you see, and he's got flowers for her. And it's like, oh, he likes her, you know? <laughs> but he just, then he just wants to be loved. Yeah, he's but a it's soft like, psychopath. It makes you go like it makes you for that split second be like, oh, like poor Homelander. Like he really likes her, but then he just burns the fucking thing to the ground anyway. And it's like, oh yeah, there he is. You know, like he's he's not bothered. So shit like that, that was, I thought was good. That was during the I don't know what episode that was, but that was during the um uh, like let's make the movie on them thing. Yeah, that kind of took me away from the whole every episode when they had that, I was like like, yeah, they're I all get in, that they're in their those were exposition thing. times. I get it, but it was real. They're just that making t- fun t- of DC. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Well, Unite the seven. <laughs> yeah, but then they did call it the the, v, the VCU as well. Like, it's like <laughs> what what movies are, should I watch of yours, Dad? And he's like, well, there's uh, Homelander Origins and Homelander whatever, and like yeah. these other titles. But the Homelander Origins one stood out to me because even that he was just like. Probably not the best one. Like <laughs> the thing that the thing that took me out of it the most about the movie, and I don't. It's not something I noticed about the boys last season, but um, I'm watching it on a on a 4K TV, and the color grading for the entire season is awful. It looks like shit. Like the shadows are all just like too dark. Like everything, like everything's just kind of bled out. The colors just look bad. Like it's you, yeah. pe- people complain a lot about you know Zack Snyder movies and stuff like that, but this like this one the it's it's just color graded to hell every single frame so but then when when we switch over to the the movie within a movie or the movie within a show right the color grading is different now all of a sudden we have this like yeah. warmer earthier kind of because it's a very very cool very like blue dark color grading and we have this like sort of warmer color grading and, and when you see that switch it just makes the the kind of over color grading of the regular show stand out to me that much more like I don't, I don't want to notice that, you know. See, I, I noticed the shift, but I thought I didn't have a problem with the regular color grading of the show. Like I thought it kind of fits with the show that you're not the the colors not popping as much and stuff like that. Whereas when you're filming a movie, it gave me that this is a movie set feel for those scenes. That, that, that that's what they're trying to it's do. The same like effect it, as going black and white to show. Yeah like old time flashbacks stuff. or whatever um, yeah as as a as a person who who does this for his job um calibrate your tvs folks uh, n- new stuff is is you can get the, the disney dvd and do the calibration that way um the company i work for we have a seven thousand dollar camera that goes on there and we we calibrate the television based can, off of can, that can i borrow that for a weekend <laughs> yeah sure, sure. Yeah, I, I don't need a job but uh and it, it what it does is it actually puts the um it readjusts the colors so they look right because the I think the worst possible movie to ever watch on an uncalibrated television is uh, the Godzilla with uh, Heisenberg in it. What the that one? It's t- yeah. I, you can't oh. even see anything. It's literally just 
black with little fire here and there. I don't think calibration is going to save that movie. But anyway, uh, well, <laughs> you can actually movie. see things, though. That's, True. Yeah, you can. You can. Wow. Oh, well, maybe if I could see things, this movie would be good. Oh no. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I, I like I like the second one for the reasons everyone hated it. So whatever. <laughs> like I didn't see the second one, so maybe that's why I, I couldn't see Godzilla in that movie um, for most of it because the, yeah. it was just the way the TV. Yeah, was a lot. Up. A lot of people don't have calibrated televisions. That's just an issue with Hollywood right now. Back in the day, uh, when they used to put everything to VHS, they would make it work for everybody's TV. Now they're like. We're shooting it this way. We're showing it that way. If it doesn't work for you, we don't care. My game well, isn't that the advantage of Dolby, Vision, of Dolby Vision that it calibrates yeah. the TV? Dolby Vision uh, auto calibrates it. Yeah, if you have a nice enough TV. Yeah. I do. Tim does. And that's, and I, yeah, I do. And I don't know if um, is is Amazon in Dolby Vision? Do they like? Because I, I watch I my Apple TV show and it's is. kind of it's like forcing uh, like it sort of forces it into a Dolby vision. And that could be part of the problem that that could be part of it. Yeah. If, if they're Apple's both doing to force it, something that's not there. Yeah. There's, there's issues. You know, I, I was messing with this the other night, Tim, I'll send you something that, that, that might help. But <laughs> yeah. we're totally on an unfunny nerd tangent. Yeah, yeah, the our- funniest of nerd tangents. But it seems you're helpful. welcome. Dolby, you're Dolby welcome. vision, please sponsor us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so help me buy a seven thousand dollar calibrator. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's two hundred and fifty dollars to have us do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still willing to go out and get COVID to see Scott Pilgrim at the Dolby Cinema. So, whenever that comes, I out. can tell you from experience that's not worth it. <laughs> oh God. But yeah. Well. All right. So, Josh, what did you think of Homelander as far as his general kind of uh, like softening? Of Homelander to a degree, a little, a little softening bit. of Homelander, softening, dude. Well, I didn't, I didn't, a little bit. <laughs> I, I said no softening. Like you, it you, was you sharpening. Yeah, sharpening, you, meant, you mentioned that that moment with the flowers and everything. Like that, that just like bounced right off me. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't care. This guy's a prick. Like this to me was just like the culmination. I, I mean, it's we're still like building a culmination of whatever the fuck Homelander is going to do and you know, whatever he's going to have coming towards him. Um, yeah, I thought that was softening. <laughs> I, I think he's a prick, and he just becomes a bigger and bigger prick. You saw that scene as more of a like, ha, 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 that's what you get. Like, yeah, as opposed to like, oh, yeah. Well, it was, yeah, pretty much. It, it was sort of that's played right, that way. Cool. Homelander, he, he's sitting there staring at the flowers for an uncomfortably long period of time, and it goes from being like, oh, he did something sweet because he really liked her, to like, He's simmering with rage because he didn't get the thing he thought he was entitled to. Yeah, and, he doesn't understand and, yeah. feelings. He's like, right. I, don't, I don't. Yeah, he doesn't seem to well, understand. It's it's also the the like if I do this, I'm supposed to get this as a reaction, and he's trying to get that reaction from the one person probably that he's ever met that isn't going to give that reaction no matter what he does. Yeah. Uh, so that is kind of it's kind of funny in that aspect. Uh, Cause like if it had been like if he'd have done that for any of the other girls, they'd have been like, "Oh, thanks, you're still crazy, but thanks." Where she's just like, and she's not afraid, for? and Stormfront's yeah. not afraid of him either. Which I yeah, think is yeah. The other where everybody thing. else is like, "Am I gonna die?" Yeah, everyone else is afraid of him, but she isn't. So yeah. I think that is like a thing for him as well because he does say that to his son, which I thought was another kind of like I don't know. I'm gonna use the word softening. Uh, <laughs> of of <laughs> Homelander a little bit, 
where like he does seem to oh i thought anyway it did come across that he did genuinely seem to like want to be ryan's dad and teach him to be a hero and even be well not a him like a quote-unquote hero like a superhero basically like him but um it's just that he has no idea how to talk to anyone and so yeah. where it's like oh you'll be fine he just pushes him off the roof it's a bit <laughs> a bit aspergery there yeah. yeah but because then like there's that the scene where they take the they take the kid to like what's like not planet hollywood but you know whatever they call yeah. it yeah planet planet was- yeah that it was, was planet planet Hollywood. Hollywood. Like, it was, it was uh, so planet yeah. Hollywood. So, and all, and because the kids lived in a house his whole life, in his whole life in like isolation, basically, there's all these people around, and he's like, "Oh shit," you know, he's freaking out. And then, but Homelander sees that, and he's immediately like, "Let's go." So he's not like, "Oh, just wait," because all of my adoring fans, like, he does actually sort of get the kid out of there. But I like that scene where he says, "You know, the people that raised me were afraid of me." So I couldn't relate to anybody and I had to figure it all out myself because I thought that is very much like that's like you can kind of see it's like, all right, if you had unlimited power, essentially, and that upbringing, of course, you're going to turn out like him. So he's still a villain. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be like he's, you know, he's a good guy and they're going to redeem him. But the, the point that I thought that came back to me in the in the last episode was he says about you know i freaked out and i was crying my eyes out and all this kind of thing and ryan catches him on it and says like oh you were crying and then homelander is basically like oh like as if he didn't want to admit that but he's like oh yeah but i'm a man now i don't cry anymore and this kind of thing but in two instances in the last movie he is almost about to cry in the last episode he is almost about to cry when stormfront is fucked up and when ryan leaves you can see him like yeah. holding back tears essentially and also showing in his acting like i don't understand what's happening to me kind of thing like why am i crying i'm a, I'm a man that sort of thing so did you uh did you ever watch um big bang theory like, uh a bit of it a fair yeah. bit yeah. so like the first two seasons no but, i have taste yeah uh <laughs> well in, in that uh and i'm not arguing with you at all i watched some garbage um so in there, they said one time that Sheldon was one lab accident away from becoming a supervillain. And I kind of feel that it's like the reverse on that. Where like you had the lab accident first, and this is what you get when someone who doesn't communicate well with other people gets superpowers. What's well, that old adage of like yeah. Superman is Superman because he's raised by the Kents? Yeah, but if he was anything else, he'd be yeah, yeah, you know. So it's like this is what happens when you don't have like essentially the two best people in the whole world of comics raising this this powerful kid, you know, you you get Homelander, especially if it's like a, essentially a corporation raising him, not you know farmers or whatever. Yeah, this, is, this is basically what happens if Verizon raises a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also, please sponsor us. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fastest no. speeds. You would expect Verizon Disney to actually do a better job. I feel like if, if Disney raised a superhero, like like they, they would do better than how Homelander turned out. I don't know. Really, if, if Disney raises yeah. a, star, a superhero, Disney raises a lot of kids that are messed up. Yeah, true. We would get Miley Cyrus, who would just, with, but with yeah. like laser vision or something. <laughs> Miley, 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 is a, right. Miley is a great kid. I like Miley. Yeah, right. she she turned out he, all right. 
aside somebody, from the the things she grew up with. Yeah, <laughs> and she also really hates ra- Disney. So for somebody who was raised with a dad with a mullet, she's kind of okay. She's if you seen she's got the mullet now. She's rocking like the blonde yeah. mullet, doing the um, uh, was it a heart cover? Nature versus yeah. nurture. Yeah. <laughs> um, one final thing I'll say about Homelander. Besides him, obviously, like jerking off to the city at the very end, which was kind of like, is he? What's going? Oh, yeah, he is. Yep. All right. Yeah, was not expecting that. I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, again, said, showing how he's things. trying to be like, I can do whatever I want. You know, like he's trying to convince it, himself because he's he's fucked. He's helpless. He can't do anything. All I could think of was Super Troopers when he's like uh, radar checking himself. <laughs> and that's imagine all that you're dining al fresco and you think a bird shits on you but no it's worse <laughs> well wouldn't that be like across the street or something like yeah. that's town? freedom josh that's freedom yeah. <laughs> a building gets cut in half <laughs> right yeah you're yeah i do- thought uh <laughs> that at the press conference where it's kind of you know the the truth about stormfront is revealed and and mave has blackmailed him with the the video of the plane from last season and all that kind of stuff um and he has to kind of bring store, uh, not Stormfront, Starlight back into the fold and be like, oh, she was framed and all that. That slow zoom, like in on his eyes, and he can see, like, we'll do whatever's necessary and we're still your heroes and blah, blah, blah. But you can just see it. Like, I think they had some like effect, sound effect as well. I can't remember. But yeah, zooming in on him, it's just like, oh man, he's going to fucking just, we thought he was bad before, like season three. He's just going to obviously really at one point he's really just going to snap and i could i could actually see that that little fantasy scene that he has when he's at the rally and you think he's just like lasered the whole crowd mm. uh, i could see something like that actually like happening like for real in the show as opposed to just him I, thinking like this is what i want to well, do I, ign had a tweet that was homelander is set to become a homicidal maniac in boys season three and i'm like Become <laughs> like yeah, he hasn't become. killed enough people. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I mean, I, he... I like the um the the earlier episodes where you're thinking Stormfront is like the good hero that's going to clean the things up, and then yeah. like was it halfway through episode four, you're like, oh no, that's not what's going to happen at all. Um, because she was like helping people doing things like, hey, let's show you how to do this and this. And they, they I think they did a really good job at and um burying the lead on that one. Uh, because I was not seeing that that at all. I thought she was gonna be like this, like the way her hair was cut and everything like that. I'm like, this mm-hmm. is gonna be the the uh AOC friend kind of deal. Yeah, I she, thought... she's she's a hipster from Portland. Yeah, and yeah. and nope, nope. I might nope. be from Portland, but not the hipster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, well, it, well, obviously, like it's. I'm sure it's weird to say this, but I'm sure Jared and Josh, you guys have a different take on Stormfront than, for instance, like me and Toby and Tim. Being that you know, she would kind of be out to get you guys in real life. <laughs> like, is she seemed to just be full racist, full xenophobic, full nazi yeah. you know yeah. like the whole thing and not like even in a way like she didn't even hide it to it yeah like when she like she hid it to the public sort of but 
the whole like when she she kills uh Kimiko's brother you know she's basically killing him because he's Asian and like things like that like that was sort of the the, the first thing that she I, wanted to I had to rewind for, it know? I was like did I miss like the steps here yeah and all the, of a sudden the just flashbacks where him. it's revealed that she was liberty you know and she was basically just going around like killing black guys you know just because like because <laughs> she's like a Nazi so I, yeah. I, I missed that little part of what what liberty was all about that's yeah uh, yeah she yeah, says something goes oh i'm not doing anything wrong yeah. you've got to you're supposed to you're supposed to help people or something and she goes i am helping people by like killing black black men like you or something like that she says something like yeah. that yeah and it's like oh, yeah it was, fuck, it was a right. flashback to yeah. the the daughter the the his sister um that's right yeah but yeah it was it was very short and like if you went for a pee break or like fell asleep or something, you may not have even been like, yeah, I didn't miss anything. But yeah, it was it was super short, but that's how they then figure out later on that there's more to her. Um, and I don't think they even knew until they just knew she was Liberty and she was racist. Mm. They didn't even know half the stuff until um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, yeah, A-Train like shows up and just like, yeah. oh, by the way, here, I'm MacGuffin in this thing here yeah, and, uh, yeah. deus ex machina here we're, we're well good. he does get kind of <laughs> he does get kind of tipped off a little bit because he's yeah. listening to the conversation that edgar has with i can't remember his name but the guy who's in charge of like the not scientology church um yeah, yeah. not at all also please sponsor us um but yeah <laughs> they, they uh he he then comes out because he says like what's what's her problem <laughs> what's her problem with h uh what's her problem with uh a train and he's like i think you know exactly what her problem is with a train it's like oh yeah of course it's like hey he's a black guy you know i like, just like how he but then he comes out and he's like fuck that nazi bitch so, yeah. so he's i got i got a couple friends that 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 like that's the attitude to have so whoever was consulting on that i don't know if the guy who did a train was just like Mm-mm, that's not how it would happen this is how it would happen because mm-hmm. i know a couple guys that that's how they would do it they'd be like no we're, we're nipping this in the bud right now yeah they're not messing with any of that Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's what he said. I want, up- I want. He wants back in, and he goes. And so, if I want back in, she's got to be gone. So yep. he still has that like self-serving interest, though, as well. It's not like get rid of the Nazi because yeah. she's bad. I- it's like, yeah, that's fine, but also because then I'll get my spot on the seven. Yeah. Back. I I really did not like A Train season one. I thought he was. Yeah, like, it was all right, but not. He was much better, I thought, this season. It gave him like the little the little A Train deep. Scientology buddy cop storyline that they had run in the whole thing, the whole season. I thought that was also liked well. liked how every single time anyone said anything, he was just looking like, mm, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, this isn't yeah. like I'm not believing anything you guys are putting down, but if you're going to get me back, we're cool. Yeah, but I'm not not drink. He didn't drink the Kool Aid. No, he'd have been the, the only guy the left. Deep, the deep was yeah. the opposite. Yeah, where he was dead, like right at the end. He's like, what? I didn't know that. Fuck him. Like he's so, just straight <laughs> throws him under the bus. So I'm 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 a bit into The Simpsons, and the whole time all I could think of was Troy McClure. <laughs> like it's legitimately the Troy McClure episode is that entire deep storyline. He marries uh, Patty and or Selma. I can't remember which one it was, mm-hmm. uh, just to get back into everybody's good favor. But he totally likes banging fish. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. I don't know if you know that from Simpsons, but yeah, Troy yeah. McClure was a. I don't know I what thought you said he was dead. <laughs> no, I said he sleeps with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I laughed the whole time. I'm like, please tell me. Oh, it's Troy McClure. 
Well, All as, I needed to be was an actor instead of a superhero. As our like resident Aquaman fan, Tim, how'd you find the deep this season? I was well. First of all, I hope uh, I, I I don't know if you listened to our last episode. I talked so much trash on Sandusky, Ohio. I had like a five minute rant about how terrible Sandusky is. <laughs> I worked at Cedar Point for four years. I'm yeah. we're good. Well, you gotta know we're, what it's like because if you're you're if you're a big guy, you can't go on any of those roller coasters. They're all made for tiny people. Cor- correct. A uh, few years back, I went to go on the Raptor, and it literally did not go over my my shoulders. Like oh, I'm not talking gut. I'm talking shoulders. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. It's, it, and then on, in the fine print, they say if you're six foot two or taller, you might not be able to ride some rides. It's 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 insane how little. Ah, suck it, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the new ones they've actually started putting extenders on them, so I'm happy about that. That's, but I still, when nice. I wrote when I wrote it, I was like, I f- still feel like I'm gonna fall out of this. So I'm like this the whole time. Like I'm not scared. <laughs> I think I'm going to die. Uh, but yeah, any of the ones that are like the last five years, they've they've. Uh, you just the, the guy walks up and snaps the thing here, snaps the thing down, and you can fit in it I, now. That's nice. But the so, older so the older ones don't have that. I'm yeah. thankful for this moment because yeah, I was listening. I'm like, why fuck Cedar Point? I heard that place is cool. All right, got it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's the main reason. Anybody? Yeah, if you're if you're it, it, and it was like in the fine print, I couldn't get a refund. We had bought a hotel uh, in Sandusky for that night Man. that we didn't get a refund yeah. on. Um, Most of the uh, rides that were broken were the ones I could ride. So I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Nice. I went there for work, so I didn't really care. We paid a few few bucks there. But and I also live forty minutes from there, so it's not like I paid for a hotel. So the same, and growing Sandusky up in the Midwest. Aside, Sandusky yeah. aside, Tim, what do you think of the deep uh, <laughs> and his and Yeah, that was a long long segue on Sandusky <laughs> Ohio for Yeah, well, you know, we everyone's curious about Sandusky. America's I, rock and roller coast. <laughs> So um, you have to be I, there. Deep, the deep is you know I don't know his whole his whole kind of spiral at the beginning. Um, you know the thing of I, I I forget what you know what drug they give him where he starts having that conversation with his gills. Um, yeah, that was was that shrooms. I don't. I it was, cook- wasn't it like a tea or something that? Yeah, I thought I he cooked shrooms yeah. into a tea. Which would be that's shrooms, how you. Yeah. That's how you yeah. do that one. That's right. That was weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it was, I, I don't know. It, it didn't, that whole thing didn't really do a whole lot for me. The, the Scientology arc and the, the, the one episode where it's revealed over the course of the episode that we're, we're hearing all these different women, like give their opinion about what love is. And we don't really know why until the very end where we find out that, that basically the deepest thing there interviewing different members of the church to try to find a wife. Um, that, I hate Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> that was um that was pretty good so the deep like he kind of he started off kind of low for me and i i guess similar to last season right where he he starts off being kind of like irredeemable like oh i don't want to see any more of this guy and then kind of slowly sort of builds back up it was pretty cool when he showed up on the blue whale like completely out of nowhere yeah Yeah. i'm gonna say yeah. Rarely do I think that the the fish guy has a purpose, and then they're like, "This is why yeah. he has a purpose." All right, someone was making a point there. I'll take yeah. it. And, and and then he just totally they totally like kill this like you know majestic endangered animal. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting inside it like Huey's inside it next yeah. to a tart. <laughs> he's just like every now and then you just see it go. Brr. 
like real slow. It's like, oh, it's still alive and everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I like I liked that. I like the deep. He was uh he's the uh the the cuck of the um the team. Like seriously, <laughs> like every single time they could find a way to make him stupid, they did. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Well, now what we're gonna do is we're gonna make him like some tool for a religious sect. Like we're gonna I don't make know your what... gills sing with Patton Oswald's voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if there was an Orco, it would be the deep. <laughs> uh. <laughs> there's a shirt yeah. <laughs> the deep with orcas little hat that, that name though like a lot of the names i really like that one is always just like it's almost disturbing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and in the, in the comics he's really different too he's got like a big diving helmet he's kind of mm. yeah yeah so they went more more uh momoa i guess for the the idea they they wanted to streamline him so he wasn't like a a diver yeah, yeah they or even just more yeah more kind of standard Aquaman Aquaman yeah Aquaman. yeah I thought the the whole like Church of the Collective storyline was was like it was interesting but I think they used it just enough like I didn't sort of want it to like as those scenes ended in each episode I was kind of like okay good now we can move on like they were good as little like background things. And I, and I, mm. I liked the fact that it kind of seemed to be setting up almost like, Oh, these are going to be like the, the major kind of bad guys for season three. And then right at the end, like whatever his name is, it's just like, all right, well, we'll talk about the tax free, you know, yeah. threshold or whatever. And then, <laughs> and then you see that out the window, it is the, uh, the, yeah, the, the, the reveal. Newman, who's the like, Newman, you know? <laughs> um, uh, you know, out, out there with the, that's been popping heads the whole time. So I'm kind of glad that, like, and, and and as well, like, A-Train is like, I'm back in the seven. Like, fuck you guys, I'm out. And then the deep is like, this is bullshit. Fuck you. Like, he leaves. So I, I think we're pretty much done with the, the Church of the Collective, I think. I think, I think whoever goes. needed to prove that point, prove that point, and they're yeah. done. That there's not much else you need to do on it yeah. unless next year like they they have a tom cruise bad guy that shows up that's like <laughs> like well the deep he's like i'm i'm the guy now and we're doing everything yeah. the deep is a little tom cruise-y that like, could yeah. be yeah looks a bit, a bit yeah. like him like kind um of, he's little the other thing i'm excited for is uh next year um <sighs> jensen um, oh, Ackles. Ackles. Yep. Yeah, he's going to be in, in there. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Well, I mean, they got to do something. Walker, Texas Ranger, and the boys. Let's just yeah. do that. Yeah. It's like someone's career will continue and someone will be Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. Who made the right choice? Yeah, exactly. Let's find out. <laughs> I should uh, I should point out that, that Jared and I have been drinking Fresco this whole time. Um, I, I went to the grocery store today and dropped off a bottle of Fresco and an almond joy for, for Jared and got some for myself as well. Just to be clear, I, I didn't miss anything. Like they didn't reveal anything about Fresca specifically, right? It's just no, sort of a, I'm sure it was just product just placement. Well, it, the, I mean, the thing is, is, is that when I went to the store, they don't have cans of Fresca. Like the whole grocery store had a couple of two liters. It's not like they're trying to bring back Fresca, even though it would make sense in an era where everybody's buying this like flavorless fizzy water to have like Fresco, which is kind of a, a, a diet soda that's a little less chemical than other diet sodas. Um, Stop trying to make fresca a thing, uh, Tim. 
The thing that you need to know, Greg, is that after 60 years, the Coca-Cola company has discontinued Tab. Oh, no. And so, and so now the joke in Back to the Future is going to be even more confusing for young people that's who good, don't know though. what a Pepsi-free is already. Yep, that's good. I guess all the, the soccer moms from the 80s turned into boomers now and don't drink Tab. Is that the idea? They're, they're all drinking LaCroix now. Or um, it's, It doesn't matter if you're claws. a millennial. Oh, yeah. Ain't no laws, maybe we can close. <laughs> yeah, I, it did seem like they were setting up the Fresca thing as like some kind of mind control that, you know, like, because it was like, hey, have another Fresca. And then, but it, it just obviously in a uh, season that, that had a few red herrings, I think that was one of them. I mean, maybe that's actually like, oh, I, I was going to say, like, if anything, maybe they're just like a major investor, uh, the, the church of the collective in yeah. Fresca. Well, it being shown like that, it's got to be actual product placement. Um, I don't think unless someone just thought it was funny, but he does uh, call it when they offer one to um, Stan Edgar though. He's like, yeah. oh no, he's like awful stuff. So <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I, yeah. uh, there's no such thing as bad advertisement. First, well, but the, 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 the dude at there. one point says he says fuck Fresco. Like that's just yeah. that's his out. It's his mic drop <laughs> on the church. Uh, but yeah, the or it could have been somebody who who worked somewhere and they did that all the time because I've had that before where you go to places they're like, oh, do you want a diet coke? You want to diet? Like, I don't drink diet anything because aspartame gives me migraines, but they do that. Like, if you go to a lot of places, they'll be like, Oh, do you want to diet this? And I'm like, It's all about a diet. And it's because people who have diabetes can't drink it and they think that everybody's going to be cool. So, it Fresca might like be a, one of those deals. It seemed yeah. like a cult thing. Like, you, you, you give somebody a Fresca, like, like they're drinking it not so much because they want to drink it, but it's sort of like a power play. Like, you are, or is it, is it, they're, they're, yeah, you're, like you're a, choosing the drink. Is it a Kool Aid thing? It? as well yeah like could a, be a kool-aid yeah. thing essentially so, a yeah that, that, kool-aid like that, that's what it is and I, i'm reading something from uh the showrunner and he told cinema blend it just came uh he said then fresh just came from honestly i wish there was a deeper thought than it just became this running joke we were laughing because we were thinking okay what does eagle the archer serve him to drink was it alcohol no no he's in a cult they don't drink alcohol what do they drink and I don't know who said it, but someone was like, Fresca, they drink Fresca. And they all started <laughs> laughing. And that, 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 that's his story. That's cool. And he's like, it seems like the drink of cult members. Yeah, yeah Fresca, there's no, there's no real like basis for us in popular culture. I feel like the only other time I've seen it was in a little SNL sketch called Dieter's Dream with Mike Myers, where somebody offers him a Fresca in a weird kind of surrealist sequence. <laughs> I mean, it um, works. It, 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 we're talking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, subliminally. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that. that like a, a cult wouldn't just be having Sprite. They wouldn't have yeah. Coke. You have to have something specific and off, a little different. Oh, we don't drink that. We drink Fresca here. It's mm. like. Yeah, just to be like, do you drink the Fresca? Oh, so you're with us? All right, cool. You know, that kind of. And that kind of explains it too. Like it, 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 it eases us into the cult in a way. Like when, um, when Eagle the Archer is like, "Here's a fresco." It's like, well, what's what's that about? That's pretty weird. Is it just a sobriety thing? No, it's like a, like it makes so much sense as like fresco is what our cult drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If in my job they they tell us if someone offers you a drink, just take it. That's kind of how I feel about it. Like, sure, <laughs> I'll take whatever you have here. Please, Coffee. I'll open it. Coffee is for closers, Toby. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what about the actual boys? We haven't sort of talked about them yet. So Butcher and Frenchie and Mother's Milk. What do you what do you think? How do you think their storylines went this this season? I thought they did a good job of sort of keeping them as a unit without doing the whole like, oh, one of them's going to leave and do their own thing and he doesn't like him now and his internal Well, he kind of did. He just didn't show up after. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, I think. They, they kind of broke it by doing that, but just being like, Butcher's yeah. not here. Yeah. 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 But he's once not... he's back, he's pretty much back the whole yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. really. But um, there's one point where he's like wants to move away with uh, Becca. Yep. And and just keeps keeps that thing. And then he's he's oddly enough, I loved him the first season. I was not as impressed this season. I actually uh Mother's Milk was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I thought he was good. Yeah. I thought what they did with Frenchie and Kimiko was a good little subplot storyline there. And I thought the way they finished that off with them going dancing was I thought yeah. that was a nice touch and way to leave it and you know, the, the friendship between them and the, the learning to communicate. I thought that was a good subplot that was going on and how much he cares for her when she's yeah, kind of trying to be pushing everybody away. I thought Frenchie came a long way as a character for me as, as a show. Like last season, it's like, yeah, he yeah. was there and he did his thing, you know, but. I, and with the the yeah. lamplighter. Um, yeah, that whole arc, subplot That was really well. good. I was like not expecting that at all. All of a sudden, he's just like they both shared a why didn't you stop me? Like the weirdest. Mm. I was not expecting that to be part of the um, the storyline. Yeah. And then when they finally the, break yeah. into the vault, you know, oh. with, with Lamplighter and all he like, he's like, yeah, we'll get, we'll get Starlight out and all this kind of thing. Like, as if like, I'm going to redeem myself and be a hero again, sort of thing. Even if it's just to me, then he gets there and he's just like, oh, I just wanted to kill myself in front of my statue. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> my statue's not even here anymore. Oh, well, well, if he goes, you know. <laughs> Did anybody else think they absolutely shattered the fourth wall when they revealed him? Like they're all looking at some security camera footage, and they're like, "Wait, is that who I think it is?" And like we we don't see him, like we can't see his face or whatever. And then they like they slowly reveal him, and or, or like, does that guy look familiar? I think is what they say. That's what it is. It's like it's like, does that guy look familiar? And so we're all wondering, like, have we seen this character before? And really, we haven't. Like Lamplighter's barely he's like we've seen his costume and stuff like that, but we haven't really seen his face mm. up until that point. Um, and what mm. we see is we see freaking Iceman from the X Men. It's Sean Ashmore, <laughs> yeah. and but all of a sudden he's got the powers of Pyro from the X Men. Yeah, with the lighter and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what kind of experiments was Rogue doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I was very much in, into the. Um, that I liked this the storylines in this one seemed to kind of be like one or two episodes, and then mm-hmm. you kind of got the gist of what it was, and they just ended it. Where the first one was kind of like the full season, this one was like every two episodes there was a, a start and a finish to somebody, and sometimes they overlapped. Yeah, um, yeah. that was that was definitely welcome. It was because- like serialized and episodic at the same time almost. Did like- you notice how they released like the last two episodes together? Um, because if they'd have just been like one and then the other, it, that second to last episode was kind of just all exposition. Um, oh, we didn't get it. We got them. We got. I had to wait. Oh, for the it's last. One. We got the first three. Wait. I got the first. Mine came the same day. Yeah. Okay, we got the first yeah. three at once, and then it was week, 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 week. So, 
Yeah, the ours uh, mine at least did. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I just missed a week. <laughs> I'm out of it. Anyway, it seemed like that 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 uh, was the seventh episode was very much just like blah 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 blah. They had a little bit at the end, and then well, that's like the head popping one at the very the eighth end, episode was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the eighth one was just crazy. Mm. It was nuts. I'm like this reverse Game of Thrones ending here. And yeah, well, we we got them. It was the first three, and then week by week. Mm. Because I was watching and I was trying to, you know, I, I was trying to keep up. So, yeah, because I maybe my thing messed up and I just got them both. <laughs> I got them both on the same day. <laughs> yes. So I don't know what happened there. Maybe I watched it at everybody. Or you just lost a week of time. One of those streams. That is entirely possible, too. <laughs> yeah, somebody roofied me or something. Fresca. Fresca got them. fresca me. For you. Yeah. <laughs> like, send, he's drinking Fresca. Send him the, the episode early. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought that they they did a decent job with the actual uh, subplots for the boys' characters. I thought they did almost try to make Butcher a little bit too uh, hardcore at times, where it was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna do the wrong," as if it was like, "Oh, he's gonna he's ultimately gonna do the wrong thing," and and because he's selfish and he wants his wife and stuff like that. But I mean, I don't remember really doing anything like that in the first season where I would think like, oh, he keeps, you know, we think he's going to be a good guy. And then he falls. Well, he back didn't even know she habits. was alive until the last. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't yeah. sort of, I didn't feel that they sort of earned that as if like, oh, here he, he goes just, he, when he turns on them again. It's like, he never sort of really did that in the first place. He so. just wanted his, he wanted revenge. Yeah. Now that he doesn't need revenge, he needs his wife back. It's mm. a very single-minded character yeah. and i i like what they did with him and uh ryan with him not wanting anything to do yeah. with ryan because it reminded him too ryan much of, uh, yeah it, it, even though he is so in love with becca he just can't accept homelander's kid in his life and you know how that plays out i thought that was a i, I thought that was a good art for him you know kind of it was the you know he was kind of He's so in love with her. He just can't do it. And, it. and that's kind of where you're playing in that. He's kind of dark and what they're trying to get to. It's a great Gatsby situation. Yeah. <laughs> One of my well, favorite I, things about the boys is that all, all the superheroes with them are female. It's my favorite thing. Oh, Kimiko, yeah. Um, yeah. Starlight, oh. and Maeve at the very end. Yeah. Uh, like It's like, it was like Girls get it done. Uh, the boys. Yeah. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> I don't understand what I'm watching anymore. <laughs> yeah. The only time that there was a guy, he burned himself. <laughs> yeah. And love sausage. Yeah. I don't know if you want to bring that up or not, but yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that that was wonderful. But yeah, I, I I thought they did a good job with with them as general characters, and the whole thing with Butcher, like he said, he couldn't accept Ryan. And stuff like that but then that last episode where you know they they'd set it up like i think that episode is is perfect really um for the show where like they had set up things in the where we said before homelanders like talking about how he doesn't cry anymore because he's a man and then of course he's you know on the verge of tears in a couple of spots there um uh and the whole thing with becca where stormfront is essentially going to kill her and you flash in your mind, you kind of flash back to that point where it's like, 
you know, uh, Homelander saying to, to Ryan, like, oh, sometimes, you know, your, your heat vision or whatever, it, it, it helps if you think of someone you hate, you know, and the kid's like, well, I don't really hate anyone. And this, the look on Homelander's face is like, oh, for fuck's sake, like this fucking kid, you know. And then, of course, at the end there, you're like, okay, now he hates someone and you see it build in his eyes and then you think, oh, yeah, he's going to, you know, kill her and save the day. But then it just sort of cuts out and you come back and then you just see the aftermath of it. And, you know, Stormfront's essentially been Darth Vader lying there with no legs and one arm <laughs> and burnt to shit. Damn, you ain't got no legs. Yeah. <laughs> She's essentially like the new Anakin Skywalker. She even kind of dresses like him. Um, but then, yeah, Becker has somehow... I don't understand exactly how it's happened, but she's obviously like her throat has been cut or burnt or opened somehow, which I don't know how the heat vision, laser vision would have, you know, done that, but whatever. We'll see next season. A train ran by. Yeah. (laughs) The the kid eventually uh, has essentially saved his mother from Stormfront, but then I actually killed her as well. And he's standing there like, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the, the first thing Becker says though, to butcher is like, tell him it's not his fault because he can't end up like Homelander which is like the major thing. So I thought that was well done. And just like Carl Urban, his look when he gets up, like his wife's died, has been his whole focus for the two seasons. And he looks at that kid and you really don't know, like, what's he going to do? Is he going to like kill this kid? Is he going to whatever? And then Homelander kind of interrupts. And then from there, you know, that, that one shot where the kid is in between them and he just kind of like, circles around slowly to butcher and i think that's then the key where butcher then looks at him it's like oh all right i have to kind of i have to do this because that's what becca would have wanted sort of thing so um but yeah I, I just thought that whole the way that episode worked with the stormfront nazi reveal and and everything just you know was perfect sort of season finale really they uh they definitely did a good job this season of of uh telling stories and having them end <laughs> instead yeah. of you know, like there's uh, instead of being one big story though, the, I think the one that really got me was this, it's almost like a standalone episode, but it's the one where um, black noir chases him to <laughs> yeah. his, his mom's house. Like that, that was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> Cause I'm like, what the hell is going to go on here? They, they call the cops and get them a few hours, you know, or, or gas, gas leak. Um, and he just shows up and you're just like, you still really don't know what the hell's going on there. He just gets called off by um, Gus. Yeah. I, I yeah. liked, we, we joked about Black Noir and, you know, when we covered season one, how it's like, he kind of doesn't do anything, but he's also everywhere at the same time. Yeah. You know, he's playing the piano at one point. You know, and shit like he's kind of like a Batman, isn't he? Yeah, like he, he has bit... superpowers, but he's not really like, yeah. And they all seem afraid of him. Like even Homeland yeah. is a bit like. Mm, well, not to spoil anything there. I know someone who who has read the comics, and they said that he is a freak in the comics. So um, be prepared for that. Like he just well, doesn't. They like, have to do a very different. Yeah. They're going a different way with the show because. Yeah. Yeah. If we won't spoil it, but when you find out sort of what who or what Black Noir is in the comics, it it. It, they can't really do that for the show. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, someone explained it to the um, um, American Psycho. 
Like mm. there's some things you can do in a book that you can't do in a movie because it just doesn't translate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I did like the fact that like Maeve got a good run this season as well. Like her story mm-hmm. I thought was good. She sort of went highs and lows and trying to find a way to get out, but to stay in at the same time. And, and yeah, the whole thing with like her girlfriend and what do we do about Homelander and never leave us alone, all that kind of stuff. And I think then that culminated perfectly for her at the end as well, where she, like she saves Starlight from Black Noir with the, with the arm and joy bar, which is a weird, uh, um, weakness to have i guess for a for a superhero um but that was cool and then he's apparently like non-responsive in a coma or something so they're not you know but i like that mave got to kind of stand up to homelander at the end and then the whole press conference and stuff like that so the beat down was real nice yeah i'm not not gonna lie it was suddenly just like time to kick a nazi (laughs) 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 that was totally not a she bled so much during that beatdown. It was like it was like a Mortal Kombat character. Yeah, like every punch was just like like puddles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think now that Maeve is kind of like asserted herself, and she has that sort of blackmail thing over Homelander. There's a couple of ways you could go with that because obviously you can play it one way where she has all the power over him, but then you can also play it where like he understands that and that just makes him worse. So he could also just not care anymore. Well, that's true. Yeah. Like he just says, well, that's pointless to even bother with that. It's kind of a checkoff's gun, right? Like it's got to get out. Like it can't just, it can't just eventually. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, yeah, maybe she, she doesn't even leak it and somebody else does like her. uh, What what happened to her girlfriend? Uh, She just left. She's left. Maybe she's the one that leaks it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, she that has other, a copy or something. Yeah, that other because she was really mad about that. So and she's seen it and she, maybe she sent it to herself or something. Mm. Um there's also the uh the likelihood of um you know, like he, he got in big flack for blowing up that the terrorist soup. Um so that kind of a deal where like maybe that's the chance he gets to do his laser eye on the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was I a good may- scene at the end there as well with the press conference just to show the, the 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 change in the balance of power type of thing because if you notice that as well like starlight's there with Maeve and she's wearing her old costume as well she's mm. not wearing like the skimpy little one anymore she's back to the one with the the cape and the skirt and stuff like that so it does seem to be a bit more like yes and I'm wearing my old costume as well like fuck you so I, all just I'm kind of hoping yeah. I'm kind of hoping that next season they make it a, a, a a joker thing because if that was like the dawn of the seven and it's failed miserably yeah then the next one's like some other one that's like black noir the movie or something <laughs> stupid where, where he's dancing down the the, um, the steps mm-hmm. <laughs> so jared uh for season three do you have any kind of uh like do you have a wish list or do you think there's anything you you think will definitely happen or what do you what do you reckon I definitely think we're going to see Homelander Duvall. I think that's pretty clear. Um, I I think I want to see more of Maeve Mm -hmm. because I actually like what they've done with her, but I don't think we've gotten enough of her and the rest of the seven as much. She's kind of, she's had her moments, but 
like I feel like we spent a lot of time on Deep and A Train and Homelander, but like Maeve's backstory, we don't know as much. You know, we've seen kind of her get fed up with what Homelander is doing in those like flashes where she actually wants to be good, but is kind of jaded by Vought. But now, now that they're in this situation where you know there's there's kind of been a power shift. To see what she does would be interesting. Um, you know, I, I don't think we're done with the whole Butcher, Ryan, Homelander thing at all. It'll be interesting to see how how Ryan evolves after this. You know, you know, does he, is he able to contain what happened and get help for it? Or does he go off the rails like Homelander because he killed his mom and is just can't recover from it? Yeah, it's interesting. Does Homelander care anymore? Like, Mm. you know, they had mentioned a couple of times, like, hey, just like let Homelander do his thing for a minute. He's going to he's going to get bored and do something else. And you get the sense that Ryan's gone and Homelander doesn't care a whole lot right now. But maybe maybe that pendulum swings back and he decides he wants to be a dad again Um, or or maybe not. Maybe he maybe he decides that, like you know, it's him versus all the normal humans and, and only his son can be like a, the only person that he is friends with or something. Maybe um, he decides to just make more. Well, and that that was one thing that I felt like never was all the way clear is what exactly happened with him and Becca. She, she tells Butcher that she was raped, but it almost... Like, Fangirl, I think, kind of I think they showed that, that, it, that it wasn't. It was more of an affair thing because they show that they show that shot like that's the security shot and she comes out of the door or through the door of the office and she's you know in a bra and she's carrying her clothes or whatever and she can sort of she looks kind of more like guilty or walk of shame well no yeah exactly to me anyway then then as if like then then as if she'd been raped type of thing yeah i didn't get that as much from that scene no that was that that was back in season that's that's the get out of that situation Mm -hmm. yeah that seemed more like to get out of there because you know, you know, you've got a superhero. Like, what yeah, are you what can you do? do? I yeah. suppose it could also, be. I, yeah, it's that still makes sense to me. As, yeah. I've as known regular girls as, that have done that just yeah. to get the way. I just think she would have brought it up more in the season. Like, yeah. if every time he was there, she yeah. would, when they had their one-on-one conversations, I thought that that she would have said something to him, like as if, like you know, well, you raped me, type of thing, as opposed to just being like, get out of here, I don't want anything to do with you, sort of thing. Well, yeah, I don't know. As terrible of a person as Homelander is, that seems like maybe one thing that might be over the line for him, because we don't we don't see him being forceful um, at all with with Elizabeth Shue or with anybody else. He's very like everything that we see him engaging in. um, It could be like a Negan type of thing, where like Negan is very anti-rape publicly, if that's a if that's a way to say it, like in the comics and the show where he's very like, we don't fucking rape and one of this shit, you know, I won't have it. And as soon as he sees anyone trying it, like he fucking goes berserk. But then also he's like, Oh, which one of my six wives am I going to fuck tonight? This kind of thing. Harem, yeah. And it's clearly like, well, yeah, but they're only fucking you because they're afraid of what you're going to do. So that's kind of, rape as well you know like they're not they're not legitimately like with him they're only yeah it's like it's to appease him or so that he doesn't technical kill their, consent 
kill their boyfriend or their brother or or their father or something like that. So it's like, yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it, so he is kind of rapey as well, but they're, they're not directly, you know, if that's a thing. Right. So I wonder and, if that was, this, it could be But in this situation, it seems, maybe yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's that, that, whatever. that would be the very direct kind. And, yeah. and I feel like they've, they've left that ambiguous in a really kind of weird and almost clumsy way. Yeah. But in the end, I don't think it really, not to say it doesn't matter, but like as far as a story point goes, I don't think it particularly. The the end point is that you have know, Ryan as as a as a potential homelander. Which way is he going to go? Um, I don't know if you ever see him again. Really, they could just be that could be sort of, and they looked after him, and that was that. Or and he's on the moon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or is it is it a way to set up something later, or is it a way to write out the character and kind of throw a defeat at Homelander where he's now really pissed off because you know he was beaten again, you know? So but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think they got plenty of um, plenty of uh, stories they can go to. I, and of course, Tim knows I'm excited for Jensen Ackles to be in season three. <laughs> yeah that's that's where that's where my most of my excitement is is that uh well i was asking you earlier about the um uh like what what did your country think you know what do you think being that all these are, are americans mm-hmm. and then only really get it because i've always had the the thought of like if we have nukes and no one else has nukes they're kind of nukes so maybe other countries are like, well, we want compound V so that we can have these two because it's not cool that you're the only ones that have them. And that's kind of how I, everybody yeah. needs to have them so that no one will use them. Exactly. Kind of and that's kind of like how I, I wonder yeah. if, because Jensen Ackles, I think his character is supposed to be like he's a Captain sol- America he's guy. He's soldier boy. Yeah. Which yeah. is basically yeah. Captain America, like the boys version of Captain America. And so. he's a, he's a big into uh, America. Yeah, which more, you can yes. see him doing that. If you're gonna need, you want like a twisted mm. version of uh, like Chris. As long as he eats pie, we're okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, but the that, that's what I'm wondering is if they go on that that aspect where it's like, well, hey, we're the UK, we want our superheroes too. You know, we know you made them; they do not just happened to be born in in America. They they were. Yeah. I they could were see them doing almost injected. maybe a Captain America thing as well, where he is yeah. like from the 40s or something and then like oh hey look we found soldier boy he was frozen in the ice and now he's like (laughs) this 40s guy being like what the fuck is going on like what the fuck is the internet and all this kind of shit like you know nazis didn't we fucking stop them 70 years ago that kind of shit and but he's the fucked up boys version of it of that yeah i could see them maybe doing something like that but anyway either way uh before we wrap up any major highlights? Like, if you had to pick one, do you have a highlight of the season? Uh, Tim, do you want to go first? Oh man, um, I, mean, I just really want to say that almond joys are great. Like, I'm Team Starlighter on that one. <laughs> Coming soon. Um, just be dates. glad she didn't have a mounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jared? Highlights? I still think that the. The scene that really didn't get followed up on enough, and hopefully it kind of comes back. I think it'll come back next season with Newman. Is the exploding heads at the hearing, mm-hmm. like, like that kind of went like it happened, and it was kind of jaw dropping. And then we really didn't follow up on that. So 
you know, as that develops and what happens with Newman, I think is going to be I saw interesting. A, I saw a thing online about that saying where apparently, because obviously she's some kind of super powered person as well, because she's the one that turns out to be popping the heads. Apparently it's a line of sight thing. So if you go back and watch scenes with her and stuff like that, um, in that scene as well, when the guy, the first guy that's head blows up, she's like looking right at him. And then she's looking around the room like, ah, shit's going on, you know, things are happening. And like that guy explodes and then that guy explodes. And then as they run away, her assistant or whatever, she looks back to her as if like, are you coming? Come on, let's get out of here. And her head goes and things like that. So it's apparently it's a line of sight thing. And she's looking through the window at the Scientology guy and, and all that. But the one I liked the most when you go back and look at it, when she's doing like the AOC rally and like, we got to stop these people and blah, 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 blah. And Homelander turns up and she seems to be like petrified of him and just like looking at him. You watch, she watch that scene again. She has her eyes on him like the whole time. So like, is it like I can attack him if he I sees red type of thing? Yeah, don't so, fire till they see the red in his eyes. He's ready to to I don't know whether it would work or not because it's Homelander. But yeah, she is watching him like, and he moves around the stage, and she's just like her head is just following him. Like so, it's a, a cool little nod to sort of um, you know for repeat viewings and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, it's like in our last episode, Jared talked about the physics of how an invulnerable skin person. You know the, yeah. the, the engineering explanation for, for for how an explosion could actually make them, uh, you know, amplify that force. When they yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it's something that could hurt Homelander. Mm. So, um, and then again, the way this show is as well, I could see something where she tries it and he just sort of looks at her like, "What are you doing?" You know, like yeah. are they just it, it, it's an anticlimax. Or he gets a pimple. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just. Or yeah, maybe maybe he gets a nosebleed or something like that, or maybe you know maybe it's just enough for her to be able to walk away one time. Mm. Um, but that could you know that could dramatically change the way that Homelander approaches his hair falls really, out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because we we've never seen a thing that like physically hurts him, right? Like so far, no. they they annoy him with the loud noises and stuff, but there's really nothing that has slowed him down or been any kind of a physical weakness. No, um, Josh, did you have any major highlights? Um, I guess for me, so one of the things throughout this entire show is just the level of gore that, that takes place. <laughs> um, it's, it's pretty much number one as to like why I have to watch the show by myself. Like I can never convince my wife to watch it with me, but like it, it's, there's like every single episode, there's like a moment or two where I just have to look away. Like I have a hard time watching it just even myself. Um, that said, uh, I, I would say like, just, you know, when we see people like, like when Stormfront got what was coming to her, like, yeah, sure. There's gore, but at the same time, like it kind of like that, that look away, like all of a sudden's like, yeah, fuck you. And I just, I can't take my eyes off it. Cause I actually enjoy it in a twisted way at that point. So I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> there's another Easter egg thing I saw as well, where, um, with Stormfront where she's lying there like Vader, you know, she's got half an arm and yeah. her legs and all that. And she's speaking German. Uh, someone, someone went and like translated it and stuff. And she's basically talking about like her daughter again. So mm-hmm. like, Oh, do you remember we went and 
we've picked fresh apples and things like that in the countryside she just, and she's talking like she's yeah she's talking about it okay it'd be yeah, hilarious I, if she was she was just like i hate sand i don't like the way it feels <laughs> that <laughs> from my point of view the, the boys are evil yeah <laughs> are we sure uh, she's dead dead no they said she well they said she was still yeah. alive they said that she was at the at the press conference they said oh she's being kept in an unnamed location maybe that's ryan's thing so mm. i don't know whether they're gonna have her come back she's in the tank like um what's it called back to tank there you go yeah maybe they'll show her like that or something she could be a robot like hitler and wolfenstein yeah yeah <laughs> there you go mecha godzilla <laughs> yeah south park didn't south park already do mecha hitler yeah, I think so. Everybody's done Mecha well, Hitler. Yeah. I, I, I think well, I, I think Wolfenstein was first. That was like really yeah. early nineties. Yeah. My that was my highlights for the season was the Homelander and Stormfront, like the complexity of their characters. They don't just sort of go, These guys are bad with their like black hats. Like they are bad and Stormfront is full villain, but you do get a little bit of like humanity stuff in there where like throughout the season she does genuinely genuinely like miss her daughter who like grew up to to be 80 years old and then died and she's still like 30 or whatever you know forever so little things like that where it's like it's not enough to feel sorry for her but it doesn't she's not just this out and out cartoon villain of just like i'm gonna do bad things because i'm just because i'm bad it's like you they've they, you know, she's a Nazi, so she grew up from as a Nazi, and you know, she's wrong, but here's why: she's like she is. You know, she had these moments where anytime she met an older woman, like um, like Starlight's mom, like she would connect with these people in a way, yeah. that, like in a, in a really warm way that she could not with anybody else. Because she's an old lady, yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah, things like that, where it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's a very like Captain America again. It's like, oh, I they should have just looked for that cookie tin, see if there's any. <laughs> sewing supplies in there and they're like ah she's old i did notice as well in the reveal of all the cnn stuff or whatever they called you know the version of cnn down the bottom when it was like stormfront a nazi photos with hitler and goebbels and all this along the bottom of the thing it says stormfront uh suspected in jeffrey epstein death (laughs) (laughs) of course like down the little like the the bottom of the info feed so, so yeah that was uh again like ham-fisted and like very heavy-handed but why not so that that wasn't the the cnn equivalent that was the fox news equivalent because i think they did have both okay, actually <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah it was probably that one then yeah <laughs> um and then toby i'll let you finish out did you have a a, a major highlight um i do uh first off did they have a uh, the AOC character we whose name we Newman may or may not know? Newman. Um, do did she have a superhero name in the comic? Because no, she's based on another character, Newman, who is mm. like the vice president. Because I think Dandelion so should be her name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, my my favorite one was. Um, the uh, favorite episode, actually, interaction has got to be the the Black Noir, just because it was weird. Mm-hmm. But my favorite episode is the one where they they actually initially meet Lamplighter in the um, 
in the insane asylum. It's the Sage Grove Center. I had to look it up because um, that's that's more interesting to me. Is is like Vought has this Nazi led. Let's experiment on humans so that we can inject humans that we already know uh, fill our narrative and not kids. Um, that was fairly interesting and it was kind of just like glazed over. They said it once and that was it. Um, they're literally like trying to make adults into superheroes and most nine out of 10 of them's head explode, um, which that's maybe foreshadowing too. Um, but yeah, that I really liked that episode, especially with the, uh, the unit. I don't know what his name was uh, choking. Uh, Love sausage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That was his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. That's why I said there were so many things in this season. Like I, season one played out expected. This mm-hmm. season they just threw in a bunch of weird stuff, like Fresca. And um, there was and a that, lot of then, weird stuff last season, though. Like I, going back and just listening to our podcast, like I'd forgotten about Haley Joel Osment, and and there were there were layers and layers of just like little weird side tangents that they did to kind of build out this world, which which is I think part of why the show has so many hooks. Yeah, that that yeah. red the red herring of Cindy, uh, the the like eleven, basically. You know, they showed mm. her in the asylum with the shaved head, and she was exploding people. Um, that red herring of like, oh, she might she might be the one. She's the one doing it, popping yeah. heads, but she's working for Voight or she's Voight. She's working for John Voight. No, works she's for working nobody. for Voight <laughs> or um, Stormfront or whoever. But then it just seems to be like, oh no, that was just to. We wanted you to think that and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I, I really like that episode because it was, it's kind of overlooked. You can mm. overlook that episode. It was the one where it's like, oh, the crazy stuff happens. But yeah. they actually trickled in a lot of small things that they don't finish in mm. the, 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 the series. They kind of just said, oh, yeah, we're making a, because you think they only have one of those yeah, centers. Yeah. yeah, they're going to have a bunch of those. You, you might well, run into other things. There's a spinoff supposedly coming that's going to focus on like a, a school for young superheroes um, and how, how like the Vought corporation has to train them to be uh, you know, to be actors and brand ambassadors and also heroes, I guess. And, and that's um, something that the show owners are working on. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways they can go. I think obviously they have the comics, but they do seem to have kind of, um, it's a little bit like Walking Dead, where yeah, there's the That's comic the storyline, and they've sort of grabbed pieces that they wanted and given storylines to different characters and things like that. Like this happened to him in the comics, and that happened to her. She's dead in the comics, and Daryl doesn't even exist, and things like that. So, like, well, like Stormfront is a man in the comics, for instance. So, um, yeah, it's it's. I think there's much better the way they did it though, because it's less of a less obvious i think like you said because they set stormfront up as this kind of like almost kind of woke you know uh millennial sort of yeah internet social media savvy character at the start and then it's like actually she's the fucking worst person on the planet so yeah which um where, yeah it shows shows the duplicity of her kind of thing so and all the actors pretty much smashed it this season as well, I think. I don't think there was anyone who was like, eh, they weren't that good. So, yeah. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with season three. I'm, I'm keen. I don't know when they're going to start shooting it or how is, that's is going to work. A, but, yeah. Is this a season three and then it's done? or 
is Amazon not doing that like Netflix is doing? I don't know what they'll do. Um, I don't um, think they've really said. No. No. Um, I know I Netflix. Netflix has been like, you get four seasons, then you're gone. Yeah, I think this is just to kind of play it out until they're done. Good. I kind of, I kind of feel like it's it's funny because in our last podcast, Jared had kind of said that this would be a great show to just have it be sort of three seasons and done and just wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And after kind of the the ups and downs of this season, I I'm okay with that. Um, I you know I I want to I want to see Butcher kill Homelander really like that's 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 what i want i don't think it's going to be that simple um but you know i'd like to just get that next season and maybe that be the end of the series and and i would feel pretty good about that yeah if it's Um, if it's a quality season three and they can say look here's how we're going to do we're going to do eight more episodes it's going to wrap up the whole thing but they're all really good i'd much rather that than they went into like dexter territory which is coming back yeah (laughs) we'll cover that show that's getting covered I actually wasn't one who hated the 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 series or anything like that. Uh, I I, I did not it like it, but season, I was like, the the last episode of season four was kind of the the dividing uh, line for me for Dexter, like good Dexter and bad Dexter. That was kind of to me like that's how they could have ended the whole show with that. Final, which one was that? Uh, with uh, uh, John Lithgow. Name? John Lithgow, yeah. yeah. The final scene with the 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 baby sitting in the blood again, like him, you know, and, and he walks out and it's like, Oh, they've created another little Dexter by accident. And you could sort of end the whole show there, I reckon, but they kept going. So let's hope they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do, do the, the wrong thing there and yeah. turned him into like Homelander, just sitting there crying, throwing his <laughs> sister into the river or whatever the hell happened there. Yeah. Uh, well, that will do it for us for episode 106 of Unfunny New Tangent. But before we go, please follow us all on Twitter. Our show is at Unfunny N Tangent. I'm at Greg T13. Jared is at SuperJew75. Tim is at Tim Agni. Uh, and of course, attackofthedad.com. Uh, Toby is at Alpha Magnus. Uh, Toby, before we keep going, anything else you want to plug? Um, I'm mostly Instagram, but if you, I I talk Transformer stuff on Twitter because that's for some reason very much a Transformer centric uh, <laughs> uh, social media. But I've been doing mostly my Instagram. Yeah, check out same his, Alpha uh, Magnus. What do you call you? Is it Matt Vengers? Is that what you call them? Yeah, yeah the Matt Vengers. Yeah. Masters of the Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Sorcerer of Slam. Yeah. Check, check out uh, Alpha Magnus on Instagram because, yeah, he's got some awesome costumes there. Uh, but I got a whole always, bunch of stewing. He'll <laughs> yeah, have like 20 left by the time you can get, 20 built ready to go by the time you By the time we get cons again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but as always, all roads lead to at the steel cage and unfunnynotangent.com. Uh, we mentioned about a thousand people that could potentially sponsor us who never will uh, before, but check out the affiliate links to Amazon uh, on our website to help Josh keep the lights on in Boise and, uh, you know, buy more potatoes because he's going to be, uh, yeah, he's going to need a lot more potatoes pretty soon. So <laughs> thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Toby, again, uh, lots of fun. And uh, head to the steelcageshop.com as well. Buy one of our amazing Mon Milfma t-shirts. Uh, they're always the best. Queen of soft style. We made me need a, uh, I don't know, a Mave version of 
on Northmore or something. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Uh, but that's it for episode 106 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. As always, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, oi, cunt. Only the good.